Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. Who asked us not to read an ad? Enjoy the show. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This This is Friendshipping. And the theme this week is tiny little red flags. That's it. That's it. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Trin, you have snails. Oh my gosh, Jen. I want to hear about your new little acquisitions. And I want to tell you about them. So, okay, so listen, my friend on the internet, who's, I don't know if she uses her name, so I'm just going to be like, it's Crenshaw Posts, at Crenshaw Posts. I was like, does anybody want some snails? And I, and I <laughs> literally, this is how it happened. I was like, I would like some snails, but I live far away. And she goes, great, I'll mail you some snails. And I was like, really? How did they arrive? In like a cooler? No, like just a little container of peat moss with snails in it. In an Uber? And basically, yeah. Yeah, they drove up. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, and there are five of them. Oh, little babies. They're really, really cute. What um, do they do? So, Jen, I would say that the best part of having snails is when it's like early evening or maybe late evening or night. You know, an appropriate time to have night wine. <laughs> <laughs> and you're chilling out and you just need to watch something move slow for a while. Mm, chill and- out with some night wine. <laughs> and some snails. <laughs> In a small glass terrarium. They're so cute. They're little eye stalks. Like, okay. The little... Bzz, the little, little dinguses. Little things with the little bubbles on the top. They got little bubbles on, t- <laughs> on the little dinguses. And, uh, and so this is what they do. You can't see this, listeners, because you're not in the room with me. But I have my hands on my head with she my does. index figures sticking out as though I have little eye stalks. Are and those their eyes? Do, yeah. What the fuck? Eyes- what, I don't know what I thought they were until this moment. They ears? Is. Ears? Uh, so, so they have these little stalks, and what's really cute is that they, they don't, like, you know, blink, but they'll, like, slurp their eyeball back into their, uh, their stalk and, like, clean it and then bop it back out again. Oh, my God. It's the cutest fucking thing. And they have, like, little tiny mouth thing, like a little tiny, like, this little, little teeny chomp. What do they chomp on? Uh, my dead plant parts. Oh, I see what's going on here. Right. So you're continuing your ecosystem. Right. It's a circle of life, Jen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you're going to eat the snail. No, I'm not going <laughs> to eat the snail. Um, my my partner uh, is not vegan, which is fine. So he's going to eat the snails. No, no. <laughs> Who's going to eat the snails? No one's going to eat the snails, Jen. The Jen. The Jen. See, the, you got in my head. <laughs> the snails actually, uh, they eat uh, eggshells. Because oh, that's awesome. And they need the calcium. So um, basically, we just save like plant parts and, and eggshells, and then they eat them. Do they need the eggshells for the calcium for their shells? Yeah, they do. Oh, that made me smile. They so make shells out of shells. <laughs> oh, but you know what? They also make out of eggs. More eggs. Uh-oh. <laughs> so they horny? I was almost a grandfather four times over. Oh, my goodness. So here's the thing about the snails. Listen up, everybody. So if you want snails... I can make that happen really quickly. So uh, what you are told to do is have a layer of a moss, but like sphagnum moss, I think is how it's called. So it looks like peat moss. It's like, it looks like dirt, but mm-hmm. it's a specific material. When I first got them, I'd put them in that. 
And then I was like, I could see in the terrarium through the glass, like, holy shit, that's so many eggs. They shat eggs, like, immediately. So so does this mean they're fertilized eggs? So I looked it up online, and sometimes they are and sometimes they aren't. Oh, got it. So, like, burbs. Kind of. Because snails can fertilize themselves, but they don't always do it. Uh-huh. And if anybody knows more about snails than I do and wants to, like, write in, this is an okay time to fact check me. We will allow it. We will allow it this time. And you're supposed to change their substrate every week. And I was like, what the fuck am I going to do with these eggs? I froze them. <laughs> because I, what am I going to do? Like, legit, Jen, I would say 120 eggs. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, there were four little, like, toots in the thing. Um, so so what, that's what they do. It sounds exactly like that. I can hear it in the other room. That's, <laughs> that's a lie. Um, but so what I did was I got um, very specifically colored, like, peach-colored river rocks instead. And I filled the terrarium, and then I put, like, a cup of water all over the rocks so that they're moist. And the snails can't really lay their eggs in there, which is excellent for me. Um, (laughs) But also, um, when they do lay their eggs, they're they're easy to see, and I can just scoop them out. So, that makes sense. So, they are, or they may or may not be banging in there. I, th- I don't know. Yeah. I have seen some uh, some lubricated snail action that yeah. could or could not be characterized they, as the, pleasurable Did they for them. dim the lights? No. Did they play any seal? No. You know what happened? It's um, So last, it was two nights ago, actually, that I cleaned out and I put the rocks in, and they were very active. Oh, I like put, swingers. They were, yeah. So it's I a put, swinger party. I put in some trotiscotcha cuttings. I Ooh, put la, la. I put in some blackberries. Ooh, I set know. The mood. Right? Right? I want these I want them to have a nice life, okay? Yeah. Like I want them to have a planned parenthood life, okay? Like I, I'm happy that my snails fuck, you know? Like go for it, little ladies. But like also I don't want them to have the burden of childbirth. Yeah. You be responsible, ladies. I want my 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 snails to first pursue their careers. <laughs> Oh, God. The snail's well, working on her novel. This one's <laughs> thinking about applying to law school. And it's not, just not time. It's just not time. Okay, it's, not it's just time not the right time. For a brood. To think about baby snails. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that's okay. I think so, too. You know, I felt bad about it at first. because It was like, who am I to throw away snail eggs? But then I was like, you know, both my cats are neutered. And I know that they're both happier and healthier for it. Yep. And it's, I don't think that there's a needle small enough to neuter a snail. Um, so this is just what we're doing now. You made a decision together as yes. a family. Yes. And you know what? That snail, she really wants to travel to Italy. <laughs> and then after she knocks it off her bucket list, we'll think about babies. We'll, we'll think about babies. Right. Well, what I'm, what I'm really doing is I'm, I'm saving up a list of, once I have five people who want snails, I will let some <laughs> oh, eggs hatch. I have a little, like a little cue. Yeah, because like they don't just... Lay one egg, Jen. Yeah, it sounds like they're they they leg they lay like maybe twenty five in like a pot. Oh my dear God! I would say, and I know this because as a child I had an aquatic snail that I took from Lake Michigan. You shouldn't do this, but I did do it, and it laid twenty three babies that all got eaten by my goldfish. Oh wow! Some goldfish. That is. I'm so sorry. That was probably traumatic. Uh, you know, it wasn't. It wasn't because uh, as even as a child, I was like, this is too much responsibility. Yeah, that's a lot of snails. And that goldfish was probably like, thank you. Yeah, is yeah. it my birthday? So I ended up moving some of them. I had a friend with an aquarium. But I also was like seven. And my mom may have just said she gave it to a friend with an aquarium. But yeah. really flushed them down the oh. toilet. Let's not talk about this sadness. Anyway, I named my snails Yucky and the Damp Boys. <laughs> 
because it sounds like a band. It absolutely does. Uh, and I really love them, and they are legitimately cute. Also, this is the ending of Snail Talk. Okay. But um, I remembered that seven years ago, I made a Tumblr. Uh, oh my God, I was part of this. Snails and Bats. Dot tumblr.com. Let me see if it's I remember still. this. This was at the first cards office. Yeah, yeah. You and I were just, our friendship was just blossoming. I drew that little snail picture. So it's snails and bats.tumblr.com. I made this like legitimately so, so, so long ago. And it's just a bunch of really cute snails and bats. So um, I just want you to know I'm not a um, fake geek girl for snails. I've always been into them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also I got married this weekend. Oh, you want to talk about that? Yeah, I decided I'll drop it. Okay. Nothing nothing too personal. If but Trin sounds totally different now, it's because she's married. It's because I'm finally no longer having godless intercourse. Oh, like those <laughs> damn snails. I've no... <laughs> Jen, I'm so happy to be talking about this with you specifically. You were there. Oh, man. I, uh, I'm i glad you are giving us permission to talk about this because I've kind of been bursting really? to talk about it. Yeah, Aww. it feels great. I was after, so Trin, you had your ceremony at uh, City Hall in Chicago, mm-hmm. which was uh, really the best reason you should ever go to a city government building. Like it was, it was joyous yeah. being in that like little basement. It's the second City Hall wedding I've been to and it was just lovely. I'm so happy. It was, it was like such a lovely, it was a, a short ceremony. We were crowded in this like basement. The judge was really joyous and was like clearly happy for you. Yeah. It was like really, you, you know, you enter a room and not to sound like too much of a granola crunchy hippie here, but the vibe was, the mood, the energy, very good. Thank it was you. just like, I was just feeling it. Yeah, it was, it was great. Your vows were so, so sweet. Thank you. That was the thing that mattered the most to us was like, okay, we want to say how awesome the other person is in front of everybody else that we like. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so it was good. And I'm really stoked to be a bridesmaid in Jen's wedding. Yeah, soon. 16 days till the wedding. And like, so as as joyous and wonderful as like my ceremony was this weekend, it's not like the thing, you know? Right, because you want to do a big, we wanna big do, yeah. Not like a big thing, but like, you know, all of uh, my partner's friends and family are in another country. So it's just kind of like, I, we want to be able to include everybody that we love and not just the people that I love. <laughs> Yeah, right? that's true. That, that ceremony did skew a little trend heavy. It really, really did. <laughs> uh, so I'm like really, really stoked about being your bridesmaid because like it's just going to be a completely different feeling. And I, I'm excited to experience you and your partner. Yeah. That sounds like we're going to fuck. That's not what I mean. Anything could happen. I mean, <laughs> there's it's an open bar. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of red flags. Oh, yeah. We got some interesting questions up oh, in man. here. So we, I'm going to be honest with our listeners and say we actually have two questions that we really like and want to answer today, but we are short on time. So we may bump the second question to next week. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We're going to leave it open-ended. Ready? Here we go. Fuck yeah, let's do it. I recently moved to a new city and I've been coming out of my shell. I'm coming out of my shell and I've been doing just fine. I have an online and IRL D&D group and <laughs> found a local fandom community that I'd really gel with. This community recently hosted a board game night. I ended up playing with a fun group of people. We got along well, senses of humor match, and our conversation with them was easy. I have social anxiety, so that's a real rarity. They invited me to their board game night group chat and have invited me to next week's board game night in their home. As soon as I got in the group chat, though, I noticed something that has kind of gotten under my skin. One of the group members, someone I met at the event, posted a link from a 4chan board. It was their cooking board, specifically. (sighs) I scrolled back a bit, and there's nothing else like that in the chat. 
The thread that was linked seems utterly innocuous. I didn't, still didn't click it though because of you. It just gives me the creeps that there's even a possibility that this one person, this group, is potentially irregular on a site so widely understood to be a stew pot of hatred. What makes it slightly more creepy is that this person is very charismatic and carried most of the social conversations throughout the night. Do I turn down these private group game nights because of the potential that this one person, of about five to 10 regulars, is a bad apple? Do I go and just stay on my guard? And do I need to question the whole private group before I've even met all of them? As a result of this, pronouns he, him. So first, I think it's important for us to catch up everybody else on this who might not be familiar with the 4chans and why- God bless you. (laughs) Yeah, really, please stay that way. But we do agree with the asker that this is a red flag. 4chan, actually, I'm going to pull up the Wikipedia so I don't fuck this up. So 4chan is an internet website, and it has been a place for people to be awful together. 4chan users have been instrumental in pranks such as hijacking internet destinations. Uh, Doxing. Doxing is a big thing over there. Honestly, at the end of the day, I do think that being concerned about this is fair. There are lots of other places where you can get your lulls. You know, Uh, I don't personally like to be on Reddit, but that's a step up from 4chan. Definitely, it is. And then Tumblr, obviously, is the place where I go for all of my female presenting nipples. And I, that's an in-joke for Tumblr people. Don't worry about it. How else can we describe this in such a way that somebody who doesn't know who 4chan is can be made clear as to what's actually going on there? Yeah, yeah. I guess I would. And, you know, if you don't know what 4chan is, I would like you to go do just a little bit of research yourself. And then, because I don't feel like... Um, having to justify why this is a good reason to be concerned. You know what? You're right. In fact, all you got to do is go to the Wikipedia entry in 4chan and look under controversies, internet attacks, threats of violence, arrest for child pornography and cyberbullying, celebrity nude photo leaks, Gamergate, murder, <laughs> literally. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't think you, listener. It's you a know, den of scum and villainy. Yeah. I don't think that Esker should talk themselves out of the concern they feel. I don't think you should talk yourself into more concern just yet. I think you should try to stay where you are in this question, which is, okay, this is interesting. I have a piece of information about this person, and I'm not going to forget it. Yes, I agree. Log that shit. Yes. Because there's always a chance, and we do think that this is a slim chance, but we, there's always a chance that this person got this link from somebody else and doesn't even know what 4chan is. Very slight chance, Very especially because you mentioned fandom and board game community, so they probably know what 4chan is. Right. I hesitate to advise you to ask him questions about this just because I don't want anybody who is in dark internet to be mad at you. But this dude, so you described him as being charismatic. And that also puts me off. I think the 4chan plus the charisma is what really gets me because that feels very abuser. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a, when someone's charming or charismatic, I don't really consider that, that a positive thing. Yeah, right? <laughs> Isn't that sad? <laughs> I need you to be a little bit scared of other people. I need you to be a little humble right? when you're talking to me. I mean, that's really it. So we, we ended up picking your question because we do think that this is a short answer. Your instincts are correct. Log how you feel. Keep an eye out for other red flags, and I'd say hope for the best, but expect the worst. Yeah, yeah. I mean, kind and generous and loving people look at weird shit on the internet. Yeah. I just do. Like, if I die, if I ever do die, please, like, microwave my I computer mean, like, and delete my browser history. That uh, would be... Some of the stuff that was... What'd you say? Jen, here, I'm going to shake on this. Oh, thank you. I will... I'll do the same for you. Yeah, we will microwave... Whoever outlives the other. Sounds great. I'm into it. Sounds great. 
We have a pact now. Um, we could make it a blood pact later, but not in the studio. I don't want Alex to have to clean it up. Sometimes the stuff I look at online is dark and weird, and I wouldn't want someone looking over my shoulder as I look at this stuff. Yeah. I have visited the Donald Trump subreddit a couple times because I'm like, I don't know what the fuck the enemy is saying. Or what we're dealing with. Uh, yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is it's, it's not a total judgment call. I'm not telling you to write off this person yet because maybe, yeah, I mean, I don't know. We don't know enough about them to decide. I just think it's a good idea that you keep an eye on them. Like Trin and I were saying, they kind of handed you a tiny red flag. Yes. Not a huge red flag, not a bouquet of waving banners, but kind of a thing that's like, huh? Because I will say, if someone I know well, like you don't know this person very well yet, but if someone I know well sent me a link, shared me on something that linked to 4chan, I would not click it. And I would go, what the fuck are you on 4chan? Oh, 100%. Immediately, I'd be like, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. To me, that's an affront. Yes, I 100% agree. I mean, like, you know, 4chan was instrumental in Gamergate, which was a misogynist bullshit campaign against good people. That literally made my life worse. Yeah. That literally made life way worse for people I really care about. Yeah, and for all marginalized people on the internet. Things got much worse. Yeah, so I would say uh, you are being very thoughtless if you ever send me a link to 4chan. Right. Unless it comes with a big warning and explanation. Exactly. So uh, the the end of this this short answer is you are correct. Listen to your instincts. And when you feel comfortable, you might want to bring up something that might be controversial to somebody who is a 4chaner. This is a test. <laughs> like, uh, talk, talk about indie video games that you like and see what they think about ethics and journalism. <laughs> God, totally. I hate all this Yeah, you, you might have to do a little research into this person's character. And then, uh, I don't think that it's going to get this bad, but if it is true that this person in this group is a missing stare, which is a, like, something that people have to, have learned in the group to avoid in order to avoid conflict and harm, then I would also consider that maybe this group isn't for you. Because if there are people who are aiding and abetting a shitty person like that, like, I don't think you want to be friends with them. Yeah, and you said yourself that you are doing well. Yes. And that you are coming out of your shell. And doing just fine! Exactly. So don't get so tangled up in this group that you are worried you won't be able to get out or that you feel like you have no other friends. Because yeah. that will never be true. I just want to make sure you you feel that way. Yeah. You're smart, honestly. Um, I think that your question was good. I think it all makes sense. And I think that you will find better friends if these ones suck. Yeah. Let's just do the second question. Let's fucking do it. Introduction to this question. This question involves teenagers. For the past two years, I was pretty good friends with Sparky. Oh, also, I changed the names to be common dog names. For the past two years, I was pretty good friends with Sparky. We had shared interests and enjoyed going places together and were pretty close at the time. She places a lot of importance on marks or grades, which I definitely understand, but she can be quite unkind about it. She says things like, oh, I only got a 96, I did so bad, around people that she knows must have gotten lower marks than her, like me and my other friends. I remember feeling uncomfortable when describing my favorite books with her before because I thought she would be dismissive and condescending about them. This year, Sparky got into a passive-aggressive fight with another of my close friends, Spot, because Spot was sick of her attitude in school. Sparky says things like, Oh, you should have taken the French course. Even Spot's doing well in it. And I also heard from Spot that Sparky said, I stay up till 3 a.m. studying implying that Spot didn't deserve the grades she was getting because she studied less than her. 
Rude. Rude. There's also a parental aspect to this. From what I heard from Sparky, her parents are very strict about school. This has evolved into her making really judgmental remarks about my other friends. So much so that I think she's intentionally trying to hurt people and bring them down. Spot believes that Sparky, who Sparky is the original friend we're talking about, so everybody's following this, needs to bring down other people because she's incredibly insecure about herself. She also began saying blatantly untrue things, such as, I'm a bad lab partner, and she said she might do a lab again next year if she had a better partner. Rude. Fucking rude. She clearly is not fine, and I'm fairly sure she's not mentally healthy. We're no longer close, but I make sure to be civil with her when I see her in the halls, even though that's the extent of our relationship nowadays. But she's hurting a lot of my friends still. I'm not sure if there's anything I can or even should do, and I'm really stuck about this. Any advice would be very helpful. Okay, so Trin and I are going to start off with some compliments. Yes. Uh, you gave us your age. You mentioned that you are a teenager, and you gave us specifically the age. And I am, we are both so impressed with how you were thinking through this, and specifically the last paragraph where you said, she clearly is not fine, and I'm fairly sure that she's not mentally healthy. Or, and you also mentioned her parents, which is like the root of everyone's problem, their parents. Great job thinking deeply about this and trying to be empathetic toward a person who's, not, who's being very unkind. Oh, man, I agree. You are like, I, you sound like you're, you're more mature than like most actual adults I know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If this was happening to me, I'd be like, she's mean. Yeah. I would tell everyone how mean she is. You're doing great. <laughs> like, you're doing very good. This, this question has a lot of empathy in it, and we really, really respect that. You also said, I make sure to be civil toward her. Amazing. Mm -hmm. I think that's a very good move because even though it probably costs you a little bit mentally and it probably causes you a little bit of frustration, you are doing something no one ever does, which is taking the high road. Absolutely. And I think that you're also doing a second bit of this that is absolutely perfect, which is you have disengaged from Sparky the bad friend. Yes. Good job. I understand that Sparky's still hurting your other friends like Spot and Rusty and Rex. (laughs) And that's totally, that totally sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I can, you're an empathetic person. So I know that's hurting you too. Yeah. But I don't know if there's anything that you can do to adjust how an insecure, mean person talks to other people. Regardless of why Sparky is the way that she is, you can't change that. And I really hope, and honestly, I would bet on the fact that Sparky will grow up and will look back on her teenage years and cringe at the things that she oh would say. Oh my God. I would, I would definitely place that bet. I can't even imagine how wound tight and anxious they are about their grades because we're just getting like a tiny sliver of insight into how they are treated when they don't perform well. Mm-hmm. And it's not a good place. It's not a happy place yeah. for them. I would say that the most impact that you could make on this situation is providing some care for your friends who are hurt by Sparky's words. So if Spot's coming back to you and being like, I feel really, really dumb and, and bad. I feel like I need to quit school. I feel, uh, or, like, or even if you witness a conversation happen and you say to your friend like, hey, like that just happened, but I, I want you to know that your answer for your favorite book was really good. I love Phantom Tollbooth. Yeah, like, yeah, you're really well read. Like that was a mean thing someone said to you, but like, I hope you don't take that to heart because that is not true. Also like- Reading books is not like 
You know what I hate, Jen? Hmm. People who are like, I read books and I don't have television and I listen to only classical music. Where's all your furniture pointed to? Ha ha ha, you do have a TV. Nice try. Rudes. Rudes. It's just like... Um, you know who else doesn't have claims not to have a TV? Mark Zuckerberg. Do you want to be like Mark Zuckerberg? No, you do not. You know who didn't have a TV? Hitler. <laughs> I actually don't know for sure, but that does sound about right. He was weird vegan uh, who painted. But all I'm saying is like, these are elitist ideals. Yep. There are geniuses who work within the art form of movies and television. And you wouldn't say like, oh, what a smart person who watches so much TV. <laughs> I know. Right? right? But you can deeply analyze media and be a smart media savvy person and not like like love books. Yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to talk you out of reading books. Yeah. You know? I, uh, one of my good friends, Lynn, studied television and she's like a deep like student of it. Like even now when she's far out of school. And she's one of the smartest people I know. She's also extremely well read. So, but still, I'm just saying like, she's not unintelligent because she enjoys TV. Just like you're not unintelligent because you didn't read this certain fantasy novel or because you didn't do that well in Biolab. Totally. My partner, the one I'm marrying soon, was actually valedictorian of our high school. And we had a huge high school. Yeah, we had a huge high school that we went went to together. And you know how often him being valedictorian has come up? Zero times. (laughs) It has not impacted his life, except that I like to bring it up and brag about him because I know how hard he worked in school and I also know how anxious he was. Oh, Jen, that's such a good answer. I think you have a very healthy perspective here. I think that you focusing on helping your friends rather than hurting this person who is probably acting out in her own hurt. Yeah, yeah. uh, I think that's for the best. And yeah, disengage. Continue to disengage. You don't need to tell off this person. You don't need to like, you know, say, slam down your fists in the lunchroom and say, that is the final straw. I just think that being a good friend to the people you still talk to is the way to be. Yeah, agreed. I think you are probably already are a great friend. I can kind of tell. And now I want you to feel proud of that and keep doing what you're doing. Hold your head high. Try not to let how this one person is acting, like don't let it like poison the stream. Okay. Like don't repeat the mean things she says. I think you're right to disengage, but you can be like the, the dam blocking this poisonous stream. I agree, Jen. And that's a really good point because sh- this uh, sparky person has been known to shit talk people behind their backs. Right. So Jen and I have been thinking a lot about secrets and keeping secrets and keeping things confidential because we're writing part of our book about it right now. And when you shit talk somebody to somebody else, you are essentially trusting them with a secret. You are saying, I trust you to keep this confidential to whoever you think is, I, use your judgment, basically. I don't think that if you overhear shit talk that you should spread that secret. I agree. I think it will probably spread anyway. Don't be the one that spreads it. Yeah, I agree. Do you think that, here's my question. This is an opinion thing. I don't think there's a really good answer to this. But if Sparky is talking crap about Spot in front of the asker, should the asker go to Spot? Go to the person that was being shit talked about. Like I like I'm not saying Sparky's going to Rusty and Rex and being like whisper, whisper. Right. Whisper. I see. Do you think they should share? Oh, that's such a good, interesting question. Cause um I kind of feel like you might be spreading the bad feeling without there being a real fix. Yeah. Yeah. But like I also think to the to uh if somebody was talking smack about me to people that I care about, I would I would expect them to tell me. Yes, exactly. I think it is a duty of a friend to be like, listen. I know you're hanging out with Sparky this weekend, and I am a little worried about how they're going to treat you based on the things they've said. Do you think you could probably have a productive conversation 
then I think it's worth doing. But I don't know. Honestly, this is fraught. I don't know. I, I hate that the responsibility is, is on you. Right, right, right. And this is also in a context of these are all people who go to the same school together and not necessarily people who can avoid one another. So I would say you seem to be smart. So use your judgment. If Sparky's talking crap about Spot and you think that this is something that warrants Spot's attention, won't make her feel worse, but will give her some ammo and information if she and Sparky get into a fight or something, then maybe. Right. But honestly, you're right, Jen. I think it's up in the air and it depends on the specific situation. Because um, a lot of this is clearly around like grades and how they're performing and what they're reading and stuff, I would say telling Spot is not necessary. Just because Sparky thinks it's stupid that you don't study, that's not valuable information. You're totally right. And their shit talking is so oblique. Yeah. Like, I stayed up until 3 a.m. You know, like, that's not really... Yeah, you're right. And if if Sparky was like, hey, Spot's ugly and I hate her. Yeah, that would be, be like, worth, like, okay, now we got to do something about this because this is bullying. Um, I actually think this is kind of bullying, too, but it's, like, it's a little less hurtful because it's so clearly about grades and performance. Yes. And that, not... Not to say, like, fuck, fuck education. Take your education seriously, folks. Read. But not this fucking seriously. Trin doesn't want you to read books. <laughs> I don't want you to read books. TV Jen, only. Jump, drop out of school, watch television. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jen, like, let's talk about what the hell grades are for. Like, grades are a good way to know how you're doing in class, to know what things you need to study, to work on. But ultimately, like... I don't know. Valedictorian didn't give John an extra hundred grand on his check. No, it sure didn't. Uh, He still had to pay for college. (laughs) Right? I, uh, a lot of my close friends are, um, they all went to the same, the same very, very good, pretentious, prestigious school in the Midwest. And they are all extremely intelligent people. And I think they are regardless of the education they got. But that just happens to be like how they all met each other. Mm -hmm. So many a time I've been out with them at parties or events. Someone be like, oh, where did you guys go to school or how did you all meet? Be like Northwestern, Northwestern, Northwestern. Then they'll come to me and I'll be like, "Uh, I went to a different school, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, also I write poop jokes and uh, I have, well, you could just, you could skip over me. So what I'm saying is like, I am. I'm just as happy as they are. Yeah, same. You're like, it's fine. I went it's to fine. I went to a state school because my dad worked in the physical plant there and I got lower tuition there. Yeah, you made a way smarter move than I did. Well, I mean, like I made the one that made sense at the time and so did you, you know? You're right. And, and that's, all, that's all you're required to do is to make the best decisions you can with the information you have. So when you look back on your fuck ups, you can say, well, you know what? I did try. Yeah. <laughs> this has been Friendshiping with Jen and Trin. <laughs> If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can at Do Friendship. If you'd like to send us a question, you can at friendshipingpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for designing. Thank you to Alex Cox for being our studio daddy and pod father. <laughs> What's going on with me today? You're crushing it. I don't know. You're married. Oh, my gosh. Thank you to Monica Verma for being our agent. Thank you to Molly Lewis for singing our theme song. And thank you for listening. Jen, thank you for listening. Oh, you're welcome for talking. <laughs> I, sorry, I was reading my emails. <laughs> it's okay. Do friendship.